Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast. We are your hosts, my name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And my name is Jillian, and I consider myself somewhat of a true crime expert. Yes, Jill is our resident true crime expert. And we created this podcast so that Jill could teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey, so that if you too know nothing about true crime, you can learn something. Or maybe hear another perspective about stories you already know. Okay, so today's story isn't a request, but it's a little funny how I came about deciding to choose this case. So um, basically Sunday morning, my boyfriend and I went to the flea market. And as some of you who know me in real life know, I'm a huge fan of antiques and vintage things. So I found a magazine published in 1927 and I had to buy it. Mainly because I love going Another through one? them. Yeah. Wow. Oh, the Cosmopolitan one? No, you had 17, right? Yeah, 17 magazine. That yeah. was uh, from, I believe, 1954. Okay. So this one's significantly older. Okay. Well, this... I'm sorry, but I just didn't keep... My brain doesn't keep track of numbers no, you're... like that. <laughs> I am fine. not good at, like, years and dates. Some people, that's the thing that they remember. Not for me. Usually, most things, no, but when it comes to old things that I like I'm like all right I also I forgot to tell you I found a holy grail item what is a holy grail item antique collectors have like holy what do you collect you collect anything not really well if you collected I don't know coins purses or something what okay I said coins but coins and there was like a rare 1873 wheat coin that is your thought sought after thing I found mine or one of mine what was it it was a um, Cooney Brothers milk uh, bottle. Wow. I have no idea what that means. It means nothing to me, but I am so glad that you found it. It was $95. 90 You bought it? I bought it. Oh, my like, God. I, I got a I'm discount. I'm so glad that that makes you happy, but I do not understand. I got a discount on it, so he gave me 26% off. One bottle. One bottle. Okay. I just have to say that th- this is the first time I have ever seen a picture of these bottles because of how rare they are. Okay. Um, My dad has never seen one. Cooney, Cooney Brothers. It's a picture or an actual bottle? It's an actual milk bottle. Okay. Um, Cooney Brothers. Uh, well, you better post that picture all over the internet. Oh, I'm posting it on the We Love Troy, Missouri page. Okay. Because if you look, Cooney Brothers were very prominent in our town um, way back in the day. They had, like, a milk bottling company back when you got milk delivered to your house. They had, like, a general store. Um, my other Holy Grail item is Cooney Bucks, which I've never never seen a picture of. Cooney um, Bucks? Yeah, it was okay. kind of like vouchers well, in their listen, general store. Listen, I'll be on the lookout. I've looked for this bottle for seven years. I'm sure. This is the first and time I'm, I've seen one for sale. I rarely frequent any place that you would find any of the items that you adore. Yeah. But if I ever am there, I'll the, be on the lookout. This one was on eBay. <laughs> I found, I literally, I look frequently on eBay. I thought you found it at the flea market. No, I found it after I left the flea market. I was so upset that I didn't, because every single time I go to flea markets, I look through the bottles to see the names on them. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's like, it's like a thing. It's a thing. So after I left the flea market, I'm like, uh, so I just wanted to see, I had looked um, and I frequent eBay 
for these things. I've never bought anything off of eBay except for another bottle, which was a Troy Bottling Company bottle that was significantly cheaper that I was still very excited to find and I gifted my Uncle Marlon for Christmas. But it wasn't a Cooney Brothers one. Or it was not. They were Cooney Brothers. That was their last name. My my grandma grew up on Cooney Heights. I lived on Cooney Heights until a couple years ago. If you live in Troy, you know it's not a very good place right now. But um, they it's just they were prominent people. My grandma always talked about them and it is a holy grail item. And anyway, I found it and I was so very excited and I bought it and I haven't received it yet. And I'm really scared. It's shipping from Quincy, Illinois. Hmm. And I'm so scared it's going to get smashed. It's We're not even going to speak that into existence. Yeah. But I hope that it comes in one piece in perfect condition and you cherish it for the rest of your life. Thank you. My and I hope you find steal it from me. Cooney Bucks. I don't I'm kind of uh, surely convinced that there is not a single one in existence unless unless I need to talk to um, Judge Flynn. Because if there is one, either him or the Heckler family have it. Um, is, are these just rumors? Like, I just have never heard about this. No, it's more along the lines of, like, if your grandparents lived here in, like, the, I don't know, 30s or 40s or something. And they might have had one that they kept. I don't know that if they would even thing? kept it. It was like vouchers for their general store. Yeah. Um. I don't know that I would keep that personally. Yes. Yeah, so the magazine I found was published in uh, 1927 and I had to buy it mainly because of how funny and outrageous the ads are. Um, that's really bad. why I buy them. So when I was going through it, um, one of the ads stuck out to me and it reads as the following. I brought the magazine. So. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Very cool. It is the September edition of the American Magazine. Um, it was 25 cents. So, Not I'm, how much I paid for it. I was going to say, that's not how much you paid, I'm sure. No, I paid 8 bucks for it, which is pretty cheap. But uh, 25 cents at the time of publishing. And on our page, we have the West Clock, which it says, The new model, $1.50, pocket bin. It's no wonder the new model, Pocketbin, has won such an immediate favor. Every way you consider it, looks, service, and price, this new model is all you could wish for in a watch. The handsome design will appeal to you, and especially the new dial. It is so attractive and easy to read. Sold everywhere for $1.50 with luminous night and day dial for $2.25. Western Clock Company, Blasale, Illinois. Um, the factory is in Peru, Illinois. Okay. Did any of that stick out to you? Are we talking about like the radium girls? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read a book about them. Yeah. So that is one of the companies. Um, it's so crazy to me, like over time, how we learn about things that are bad for us. We're like in the moment we just embrace them. Mm-hmm. This is controversial, but I feel like. One of the things that we're doing that with right now is essential oils. And it's just so interesting to see how they were like, this won't harm you. They literally told these girls, no, it's cool that your tongue glows in the dark at night. Like, it's healthy for you. It's healthy. And like cigarettes were healthy. And like, it's just so interesting how we like move in this direction where we become fully absorbed into some sort of gimmicky kind of thing. And like... It's horrible for us. No, I totally agree because, I mean, 
I, I understand. I fully believe in some sort of aromatherapy. Do I think that your thieves oil is going to cure cancer? Absolutely not. Do I think that some things may help with your headache? Yeah. But these that's people are drinking it. Well, that's not even what I'm talking about. Like, if you look up the safety data sheets, which, like, every chemical compound in probably the world, but definitely in the United States, has a safety data sheet to tell consumers what are the risks of this whatever. Mm-hmm. And I sub- used to subscribe and currently subscribe to some of those, like, FabFitFun, CauseBox, which is now called, like, All True, whatever, boxes. And I got some rollerball or uh, essential oil things. And our roommate at the time, like, works with safety data sheets. And she was like, oh, I've actually seen one for, an oil, like, that oil, that type of oil. And did you know that you're not actually supposed to put that on your skin? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And so... She was like, yeah. And then she was like showing me the different safety data sheets for these different like essential oils that can cause miscarriages, that can cause your dog to have seizures and die, Mm -hmm. that can cause like respiratory distress. And on almost all of them, it said, do not inhale the vapors of this essential oil as it is not good for you. Do not have contact with your skin as this will cause severe skin reactions mm-hmm. or like can cause and i know that they they make some more extreme claims but it's frightening to me that they have associated several of these with killing dogs mm-hmm. or causing miscarriages or whatever any of the, those are bad and there are many other things that are bad as well and people continuously breathe in the vapors and diffuse them when it says do not breathe in the vapors yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I know, like, I know that a lot of people find benefits from it. My grandma uses them. She loves them. But it makes me worry that there are so many people in our culture that have, like, gone head first into essential oils mm-hmm. world. And they, it seems like they have no regard for any negative effects because they feel like, it seems that they feel like, it is the perfect cure-all. You can cure anything with essential oils. Yep. But it seems like nobody's thinking about the unintended consequences that can come from these essential oils. No. Yeah, I totally That's agree. why, I, like I said, it's a little controversial because I know a lot of people love them. And I'm not saying don't use them, but I'm saying we have to pause and really think about, is this actually a cure-all with no negatives right because i don't think it is no yeah which like cigarettes are very different from that i feel like but still at one point they were like these are wonderful right these are good for you they make you feel good these have vitamins and like now we're like those literally kill you literally and i just hope that we don't come to a day where everybody's using essential oils and we're finding out that it causes similar issues, you know? Right. Well, I I mean, I know some have been around for a long time. But, like, I've seen so many people in the recent years, especially with, like, the new companies that are coming out. Yeah. That are too controversial for me to talk about with my opinions. But um, people eating them, putting them in their water, lemon essential oil in your water, uh, like, putting them in their kids' food, putting them in their children's baths, 
putting them on their baby's diaper rash. Mm-hmm. Like, all of those things make me sick to my stomach because I, I know that, and I have some essential oils, not from any of those companies that make claims like that, but, like, some that are, like, oh, like, lavender essential oil that sometimes I will smell if yeah. I want to try to go to sleep. But, like, I think that it's kind of, like, what we're about to talk about where, okay, it's a fad right now mm-hmm. and everybody is, like, this is literally, like, the best thing that's ever happened in mm-hmm. the whole world. And so, like, yeah. I just think we need to be careful. Yeah. Especially with vaping. Uh, new studies show that vaping um, increase- increases your risk of stroke by a significant amount. And that was supposed to be a healthy alternative to quit smoking. So, yeah. I know a lot of doctors say, I would rather you smoke cigarettes than vape. Yeah. Because there are so many unknowns about vaping. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not or at least doctors feel like it's not controlled enough mm-hmm. to know, like, what is even in the vape well, no, at a this lot of point. Them. And they're causing so many different issues. Yeah. Like, obviously, lung cancer is not a good thing, but I feel like there are a few things that are associated heavily with smoking cigarettes, and it seems like vaping can cause any number of issues. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much anything can be caused from vaping, which is extreme obviously i'm exaggerating but there are so many different things it's like hard to know what to even look for yeah well i've seen plenty of people on my tiktok timelines that are like hey like i'm literally 18 years old and i just had a stroke i'm in the hospital right now that's crazy and they said it's because of this and one of the studies and i don't i'm not going numbers but one of the studies it was in the 70s it increased your risk of stroke by the 70s percent holy cannolis okay so in that ad um the glow in the dark instantly stuck out to me, and it may have to some of you, especially if you are a Bailey Zarian fan, which is where I first heard about it, like most of these other things. But anyway, um, yeah, okay, so you see, in the early 1900s, they used radioactive materials mixed in with paint to make things glow. And before anyone freaks out and goes and throws away their glow in the dark stars that have been stuck to their ceiling since 2003. Honestly, I love those. I still have I, them in my you office. Do. I don't, I mean, I don't live where I used to live, but I had those when I was a kid. My childhood bedroom is now my, um, my work office and they're still stuck to the popcorn ceiling. So. Very cool. Yeah. But they don't use radium anymore. So your stars are fine. Don't freak out. Um, but this was not the case back then. A major radioactive material used during this time was radium. Radium, which was discovered in 1898 by the wife and husband duo, Marie and Pierre Curie. Marie was a physicist, which, like in the 1800s, what a freaking baddie. Uh, There's a whole backstory of what went into that and her trying to obtain an education back then as a woman. But to keep things short, I'm not going to go too much into details there, but I will be listing the full story uh, linked in the show notes. It is the APS.org website that you'll see down there if you want to learn more about them winning a Nobel Prize for their discoveries and their full stories, which were quite interesting. But anyway, back to radium. When first successfully isolated in 1910, it was the bee sneeze, the end-all be-all of everything, including modern medicine. Now, there is some space for it in modern medicine, as we know, Mm -hmm. um, with cancer and such. Um, But it was claimed to literally be a cure for anything from hysteria, which is an entire episode in itself, to curing the blind. One ad for a radium patch claimed to help with asthma. It stated, quote, 
No medicine, no drugs, just a light, small, comfortable, inexpensive radioactive pad warning, worn on the back by day and on the stomach by night. It's End quote. so strange. Like, it's so weird to think about. Right. No medicine, no fear. Would, like, I know that's not exactly what you said. Just radioactive material. Right. You put on your skin. Like, <laughs> like now? It's hard to think about. It is now. But, like, back then, it was like, oh, my gosh. Like I know. I'm just saying, like, like how the weird oils. how it goes, like, over time. Like, nobody today would be like, yeah, give me one of those. I want a radioactive. Well, there was another one. Um, it was a radioactive uh, sports cup. And you put it in the sports cup area. Um and sadly enough, the inventor of it uh, died of bladder cancer. Oh we can only assume as a result. Yes, I would assume. Yes. But radium was fancy, used in everything from makeup to lingerie to food and beverages. It was also considered a fancy metal. A good example um, The Atlantic had posted was that back in the day, people used radium as we, in the today's terms, use platinum or titanium. Gotcha. So if you think of like... Oh, like a, it's a titanium ring. It's like, oh, that's a nice ring. It's not going to turn my finger green. It's kind of the same thing back then. Um, for this particular... <laughs> it's going to turn your finger green. <laughs> it's going to do a lot more than turn your finger green. <laughs> but, um, but for this particular story, we're going to be focusing on its use of painting face clocks to give it that glow-in-the-dark effect, like I had mentioned earlier. Do you mean face clocks or do you mean clock faces? I mean clock faces. Okay. But I'm dyslexic. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it just didn't sound right. No, it's fine. That wasn't, that wasn't my fault. Um, but we're going to go ahead and set the scene. It is now 1917, uh, nearly 20 years after Radium's discovery. We're starting in Orange, Orange, New Jersey at the Radium Luminous Materials Corporation that was later renamed to the United States Radium Corp. The demand for radioactive chemicals is high because of World War One, And the main job here was applying, you guessed it, radium to the face of watches. This was a very popular job. Yeah, didn't be, wasn't it like people wanted to be one of the girls that painted the watches? Yeah, it was because... It was like a sought-after job. It was, it was very sought-after because they paid, I believe it was three times the going rate. And it was considered gotcha. light work because you're not, like, in the mines or, you know, you're yeah. sitting in a warehouse. That makes sense. Uh, so it wasn't, like, heavy work. But I, I do want to add that I keep saying clock faces, which I guess I said face clocks earlier. But that was the main thing. But they also painted the face of instrument gauges as well. But the face clocks, the clock faces, <laughs> the watches were the most popular. Yeah. So, um... I think that's the one that you hear about the most, too. Definitely. And, you know, we now have LCD screens, but back then, they had nothing to tell the time when it was dark, and I kind of just pictured them, like, driving in a car at night, trying to read the face of their watches going through passing streetlights, like I did as a kid with my OG, like, Game Boy Advance. 100%. Yeah, until they came out with the little, The little like, clip-on light. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right, but, you know, if they were, like... In, I don't know, 2003 or whatever, they were like, hey, new Game Boy Advance with radium glow-in-the-dark technology. I would be like, sign me up. I would work in that factory. But, um, just kidding, because we knew then what we know now. But I, I, I can obviously see where the attraction and why they became so popular. Yeah. Of course, 
When men worked with stuff like this, they were given PPE, like lead aprons. The women in these factories were assured it was safe and were even told to lick the tip of these brushes covered in radium in order to get a more fine point on the bristles. Now, asking them, they say that the difference was because the men worked with large quantities and in small quantities, like the women were working with, it was considered safe. But small quantities add up quickly and we know not even small quantities are really safe anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was stupid, but whatever. Obviously, working with this stuff in a warehouse all day, the radium got on the girls and because it glowed and they were told it was harmless, they kind of ran with it. They painted their teeth and their nails mm-hmm. with radium and even put specks of it on their hair. And some of them would go in on a Friday wearing a party dress for the weekend, specifically so that it would get, you know, the radium on them. And then when they went out and, like, partied on the town or whatever they did back then, uh, it would glow. And that was, like, considered sought after. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but by the 1920s, the United States Radium Corp had about 300 women working there. The true effects of radium wouldn't come to light until January 1922 when Molly Magia, who I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and I'm very sorry if I'm not, who worked there, went to the dentist for a mild toothache. She ended up having to get a molar pulled, and then she had to come back a few weeks later needing another molar, and this molar was right next to the first one. The wounds from the extractions never healed and eventually grew into one gaping hole in Molly's mouth. I do need to add, because I forgot to in the beginning, that there is some medical stuff, and I don't really know if it's necessarily a content warning, but, like, medical stuff kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies sometimes, so listener discretion is advised if that kind of stuff grosses you out from this point on. Um, Soon after, Molly had more teeth pulled that never healed, And in May of that year, she went in for surgery for an abscess in her jaw. During her surgery, the dentist found that Molly's bone in her jaw was an ashy gray color. Then when he poked it with his finger, it crumbled into ash. The radium had perforated the bone and removed all of the calcium. Could you imagine Mm -mm. being that dentist who, like... This is, like, very different, but one time I petted petted my dog on his face and all of his hair fell off. And it was the most terrifying experience of my life. And I just imagined that it would feel very similarly to then, like, touch something that should be hard as a rock. Mm-hmm. And for it to just completely crumble apart. That just feels very unnatural. And I don't know if she was awake or asleep for this. Oh, I hope she's asleep if she's having surgery. Well, I don't know what the medical practices were in the 20s, honestly. I just assumed they put them to sleep, but you're absolutely right. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. I don't know. Could you imagine having to have surgery without any anesthesia? Like, what if you had to have serious surgery? I don't... And I know anesthesia was, like, available back then, but was it readily available for, like, dental procedures? Because this was just supposed to be an abscess removal. So, I have no idea. I had not even considered that fact. I just made it worse. I'm sorry. It's okay. But, um, of course, you know, at the time, the dentist had literally no idea why this was happening. He'd never seen it before. And he ended up having to remove her entire left jaw. Soon after, her right jaw, along with pieces of her inner ear, were removed. And just eight months after her toothache, on September 12th of 1922... Molly passed away in 
in her bed from a tumor that had severed her jugular vein to her throat and ultimately her throat filled with blood and she choked to death, which is very tragic. Of course, thinking that radium was safe, they all chalked up her death to syphilis, which makes no sense. Okay. None. But that was the only thing they could think it was, which, okay. Though Molly was one of the first at the warehouse, she sure wasn't the only or the last. Other women were developing cataracts and various cancers, while others lost their hair and their teeth. One of the girls had her entire vertebrae collapse and turn into basically ash like Molly's jaw did. That's so crazy. It just, and they don't, I mean, this was the 20s. I know that they did not have all of the, you know, spinal replacement stuff back then. And if they did, they probably would have used radium instead of titanium. So. True. Um, And I can only imagine if some of these people that had cancer from this radium were treated with radium. Yeah. Because I know that's what they were yeah. using it for. Um, For two years, the company denied that they were liable for any of the girls' illnesses and their deaths. But because of all the sickness and the speculation that was revolving around radium and their job, their business took a hit as no one wanted to work there anymore. So as a result, the company hired an independent researcher to study the death and illnesses and, of course, this researcher concluded that the side effect was of the radium exposure. But the company didn't care, and they didn't like that answer. So they refused to accept that it was the truth, and then they got another company to study it and, wink, wink, conclude that the company uh, wasn't liable because it wasn't radium. So, again, everybody went back to thinking radium is safe and all this stuff. Um, fast they forward. really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure there was still speculation and people that were like, hey, I don't want to work there. But like, if somebody was like, hey, we did all this research and it concluded that this was safe and it was fine, I'm sure it put some people's mind to ease. Yeah. You know? I'm just thinking if you hear all these girls have died and the first researcher comes and says, yeah, this is definitely because of radium. You'd be like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you've heard story after story after story that this is caused by radium. So, for somebody one time to say, no, 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 it's okay. We actually found out radium's safe again. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you would at least have some skepticism. True. But, you know, on top of that, I know some of the people kind of had, were forced to work. Right. And a lot of these girls were actually very young, unfortunately. Right. And I also know. They probably didn't widely spread the news of the first researcher who was like, right. oh yeah, this is definitely caused by radium. The yeah. company probably paid for advertising to say the second group found that it was safe, you know? Yeah, and you have to think on top of all that, radium, you know, it'd be like we said, like, oh, titanium is toxic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, one researcher said titanium was toxic, but all these other researchers are like, hey, we're putting this in tonic waters mm-hmm. and in butter and stuff like that. So I could see why people, you know, believed it, unfortunately. Yeah. I do, too. It's just, like, sad. It is It is very sad. Um, uh, fast forward to 1925, when a pathologist named Harrison Martland reopened Molly's case. But the jury in the court was made up of layman's, which honestly knew nothing concerning medical issues. So he got rid of the jury and hired medical examiners. Molly's body was 
examined and showed no sign of syphilis, but instead was completely infected with radium or radiation. Uh, Similar results were had by other radium girls who had died. He said that radium basically was killing them from the inside out. And of course, the United States Radium Corporation, along with the entire radium industry, tried to discredit Harrison. But the girls working in the factory, who were, like we said, known as radium girls, decided that they were no longer standing for this and fought back. Keep in mind, many of them were on their deathbeds as a result of their illness, and they also had friends and family working in the warehouses, as it was a high-paying good job, and there was, you know, reports of multiple generations working in the same warehouse. Mm -hmm. This is when Raymond Berry, an attorney, agreed to accept this case in 1927. Unfortunately, many of the radium girls, as mentioned before, had months left to live. And this resulted in them accepting out-of-court settlements because they wouldn't likely make it to the next trial. Yeah. Um, As for cases like Molly's, the two-year limit of statute of limitations was expired, so they were basically thrown out. All this controversy made the world question radium safety, but still, the United States Radium Corporation denied and again said no one was getting sick on their watch. I didn't think about that when I wrote that. (laughs) sorry uh (laughs) i'm so stupid um it wasn't until 1935 that a radium company was successfully sued and this was when a radium girl named katherine wolf donahue of ottawa illinois who was dying of radiation poisoning sued them or tried to on july 23rd of 1937 they had a hearing but this time The Radium Dial Company, which was the one she worked for because she was working in Illinois, Mm -hmm. had already closed its Ottawa location. And in 1938, on her deathbed, Catherine testified in front of the Illinois Industrial Commission. She actually ended up collapsing at the trial, but she did win her case. The Radium Dial Company filed a bunch of um, appeals, the first being on July 26th of 1938, and it was... I am happy to report it was unanimously denied. And the next day, Catherine unfortunately passed away from her illnesses. But this was the first time that a company was held responsible and upheld to it. The Rainium Girls will be a part of the history of corporations being held responsible for the health and safety of their employees, as this created a bunch of reform in the warehouse industries as well as the creation of the United States Occupational Safety and Health Administration. OSHA. I did not put that together. Mm -hmm. That is OSHA. OSHA. Wow. I know a lot of people make fun of OSHA, but it's obviously there for a reason. Obviously there for a reason. Many girls um, unfortunately died or got cancer even after the plants shut down Mm -hmm. as a result of working in them. Yeah. Uh, the last known surviving radium girl was named Mabel May Williams, who began working at the Ottawa Radium Dial Factory at just 16. She fortunately had no complications from this, and she said it was because she never tipped her paintbrush to her lips because she said that she, quote, didn't think it was a good idea. Mabel, you were right. She was right, and she was smart. But I do want to say that, um... Mabel peacefully passed away on July 23rd of 2015 at the ripe age of 104. 
holy cannolis i know she was a great great grandma wow well mabel had great instincts yeah very very smart she looked so sweet so glad that she didn't do that i know i attached her obituary because she just looked like the sweetest old lady and i'm like i just and they wants to look they can right well they had even like um talked about her time in, in the the radium um factory but the ironic thing is um I did look it up and the Ottawa location which was the first one that was successfully sued and coincidentally the one that um Mabel worked at was the one that this ad is for oh wow yeah because I looked it up and though it says it's in um Peru Illinois it said that this was like the same factory wow yeah so I you know (laughs) I think it's so cool that you found that um, ad and that, like, sparked your, not your interest, I'm sure that you've been interested in this, because even I've been interested, but your idea to talk about it. Yeah, and I mean, I You should post a picture of that. That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of doing, is posting a picture of it to, like, the Facebook group if you all want to see the ad. Unfortunately, this is the only page that's ripped in the entire magazine. Of course. Which, for being almost... 100 years old? Yeah. I just did the math in my head. For being almost 100 years old, I am very surprised. And I'll let you look through it up. It smells like old people. (laughs) (laughs) It has the... It does, if you know, like... If you've been to an antique mall or own antiques, you all know that they have that, like, musky smell. And I just straight up brought this magazine (laughs) into her house, and I'm like... It'll be fine. Here's your... Your office smells like antiques now. It'll be fine, I'm sure. I'm sure it will smell like dogs in an hour. Your dogs don't smell. They smell lovely. Oh, thank you. I always worry about that. Yeah, I can't smell dog at your house. Perfect. Love to hear that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so this was the um, tragic story of the Rainium girls. It is such a crazy story. Like, it is so hard. It's so hard to think about, like, they were, like, partying it up. Like, the Radium Girls were like, I have the coolest job in the world, and I can make my fingernails glow, and, like, my tongue glows at night. Like, they thought it was so cool at the beginning. Obviously, they figured out that it wasn't that cool, Mm -hmm. and that it was hurting them, but it's just mind-boggling to think that they would paint designs on their arms and their hands and, like, purposefully try to make themselves glow. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, right? Like, we all had glow sticks when we were kids. But it's just crazy to think, like, how much knowledge is power and how they had no idea that they were hurting themselves so badly. Yeah, and they were even told it was healthy. Right. To put it in their mouth. It's crazy. And, you know, as knowing people who've gone through radiation multiple times, it is crazy. You cannot use the same utensils after them. You cannot use the same restroom after them um, because they are literally radioactive. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't want any anything to do with that. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's just it's just wild how we gain knowledge over time mm-hmm. and how this was a hundred years ago and They had no idea. And I'm sure that in 100 years, people will be looking back on us and saying the same thing about a lot of the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Probably including cell phones and things like that. Like 5G or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we think that these things are great, but I'm sure that there will be consequences. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy to think about 
like they were living in like in their bubble this was like the next best thing that had popped up and so it's just interesting to think about like what we are experiencing right now that will be what the people in 100 years will look back and be like oh my gosh can you believe that they thought that that was a good idea yeah and i can even think of one that's happened in our lifetime and that's talcum powder right yeah they found out that was really bad for you that's true essential oils might be the next one might be um please don't ingest them like don't do it it's not worth it don't put it on your teeth i wonder if charcoal powder that's a big one right now there's all kinds of stuff that we do we do all kinds of weird stuff for skincare um you know we put all kinds of chemicals and like some of them i'm sure are safe but some of them might not be too and it's just important to think about it Mm -hmm. before we do it like i'm not saying don't do it i'm just saying like make sure that you are considering that there are both positive and negatives to everything in life. Mm -hmm. Like nothing is purely good. Right. So that's all I'm saying. No, I agree. And I mean, who knows? Maybe some of the makeup that I use now is going to come out in 10 years and be like, hey, if you use this makeup, you may be uh, entitled Entitled to conversation. (laughs) Exactly. We just never know. And like, I mean, that's another thing. Asbestos. They used to pump that and everything. And, like, now we know it's bad for you. So, like, I'm just saying it's so interesting to think, like, what will it be? Like, what will our generations be? Right. That's all. Yeah, that was the story. So, I will be posting um, a picture of the ad if anybody wants to see it in the Facebook groups. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you, Jill. Um, If you guys want to keep listening to our podcast... You know where to find us. I'm going to stop telling you that because we haven't added any new ones in a long time and I feel like it's a little bit annoying. But if you haven't followed us on social media, please do that. We have Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. I don't think we post anything on TikTok. No, I'm going to start posting things on TikTok. Maybe I'll post some this maybe, magazine on it. <laughs> maybe follow TikTok. Maybe don't. Whatever you want to do. Um, but we will be back together with another episode next Thursday. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.